1965 Voting Rights Act was a milestone in African Americans' struggle for full participation in American democratic procedures. Even though it only served to enforce a nearly 100-year-old constitutional amendment. So, what was happening prior to President Johnson's signing of the act? What other legal efforts were happening in laying the groundwork for 1965? In the 1940s, the Supreme Court ruled in a Texas case against Smith versus Allwright that Black people could vote under the 15th Amendment in primaries. Georgia did the same in 1946. And when I say Georgia did the same, I really should say the Supreme Court did the same. So 1944, Texas was told, no, you have to strike that white primary. Georgia was told two years later in Chapman, you've got to strike that all-white primary. That takes us to 1957. We are getting to 1965, of course, but in 1957, there is a Civil Rights Act. It's actually a Voting Rights Act. 1960, the same. 1960, here is John Kennedy in the Senate. John Kennedy in the Senate helping to support the Civil Rights Act of 1960. So 57, 1960, they're called Civil Rights Acts, but they're really Voting Rights Acts. The problem was that the Democrats had to maintain some type of coalition for winning elections with those white supremacist Southern governors, as in Alabama, as in Mississippi. So they watered down what the Civil Rights Acts of 57 and 60 would actually do. Now, their intention was to increase the rate of Southern Black voter participation. Good words, but the implementation was the problem. Very ineffective for litigation to enforce the 15th Amendment. Proof of that, 1957, 16 months after the 57 Civil Rights Act was passed, there was only one lawsuit against state election registrars, and Southern Black voters were only 65,000 in those 11 states. 1960, again, ineffective, an elaborate and time-consuming injunction method against states made it virtually impossible for many Blacks to register and vote. So this compromise among the, the Democrats, conservative, moderate, liberal Democrats, still meant that something had to be done. So now we are approaching 1964, Civil Rights Act that President Johnson talked about. It was ineffective in terms of the literacy test. And we know that the 64 Civil Rights Act is about banning racial discrimination in so many areas of life. The 1964 Civil Rights Act had a provision to regulate the administration of literacy tests, but it was still not effective. It did not eliminate their use in the registration process. Then we have 
President Johnson taking over for President Kennedy, addressing Congress, you've got to pass the Voting Rights Act. We describe it as the most significant attempt to change the legacy of political exclusion, to change the legacy of political exclusion. And what I always think about when I say those words is that Native Americans and other minorities were not included even though they were here way back then. So we have so much to actually incorporate into what I would call our universal human rights movement for the United States. Now, for the first time, the 15th Amendment is being comprehensively implemented. This is the 15th Amendment, and of course, there are even theorists like Owen Fisk, Professor Owen Fisk, who say that we still have a long way to go. We're weak in numbers. We have limited economic status, and there continues to be prejudice. 